Today on the podcast, we're going to be talking with Meredith about the importance of nutrition. We're going to be revisiting this important subject. Are you ready to do this, Meredith? I am. All right. We'll see you guys on the inside. Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us on the Senior Fitness Podcast with Meredith. We really appreciate you swinging by. We've got a great topic today we're really excited to talk about. Um, But as usual, before we jump into that, we just want to invite you all to visit our website, www.seniorfitnesswithmeredith.com. We have all of our content there in one place for you to consume from our podcasts, our articles, and of course, all of our exercise videos, workouts, live streams, you name it. It's all there and for free. It's all free. Mm. Uh, So please get a chance to do that. And while you're there, sign up for our newsletter, which we send out once a week. And we pretty much just curate all of our latest content and send it out so that you are up to speed with the latest and greatest content that we are putting out there. So um, thank you for joining us today. Uh, Today's topic, we have uh, a, a discussion on the importance of nutrition. Now, we have touched on this before. But we felt it was good to revisit and talk about this again because we always get, as usual, Mm -hmm. our content is starting to be driven more by you guys, Mm -hmm. um, your questions, the things you want to know. And we do get questions about nutrition and and what kind of uh, uh, food should we be eating, what kind of things should we be putting into our bodies. And Meredith, we wanted to have that discussion with you today. Yes. So... What, you know, let's let's start from the top. What are your overall thoughts on nutrition? How much should we be aware of it? What where where should we start with this? I know this is a, it's a wide uh topic with many many parts that we can branch off from, but um I'd say well-rounded nutrition is what is needed. So, um I think a lot of us in our day-to-day get kind of in the the rut of eating the same things over and over again and not getting proper nutrition because you're not touching upon all the different um, food groups that are out there basically and some things we're afraid of and we don't think we should eat them and um, because of fats and things like that so um, yeah so that's why I think it's so important if we kind of touch upon you know going into that well-rounded nutrition um model that we should all be adhering to. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you notice that uh, the different generations have different views Mm -hmm. on nutrition? Um, You know, from from the younger generations up to obviously the baby boomer generation. Is there a different view on what is nutrition? Yes, I think so. Um, I know a lot of baby boomers and things when they were growing up, I mean, everything was made from scratch, of course. So they tend to have a little bit healthier of a diet, but it's more hearty. They were so labor intensive with their jobs and things like that. They weren't sitting all day at computers. So like we do now, and they would eat big breakfasts and big lunches and big dinners and things like that. I mean, the hearty potatoes and (laughs) green beans and steak you know, every night and, and meals like that. So when you have, when you get older, not only do you, um, many, I shouldn't say all, many seniors have a tendency to lose appetite. So, um, it's hard to figure out what they're supposed to eat. And then they end up not eating enough and eating the wrong things when they do eat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they, like we were saying, they did have a tendency to eat hearty big meals mm-hmm. back in the day where, not that 
we don't do that now or our kids don't do that but I think we're more snackers now we kind of eat throughout the day um grazing in a way mm-hmm. <laughs> and not all of our meals are together like they used to be back in the day we're kind of go 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 a lot of it's on the go a lot of it's kids are eating and then the parents eat and things like that so it's much different in how we're eating we're eating faster processed foods now I think more so than um older adults mm-hmm. did in their when they were younger mm-hmm. <laughs> unfortunately yeah <laughs> is in your opinion is there a correlation between uh f- you know how fast food is prepared and the, the value of nutrition in it you know you talk about fast food you talk right. about like are, are meals that can be mm-hmm. that take longer to cook are they healthier no well, you know i know that's why even like bringing up you know they used to eat these hearty big meals i mean they'd have a big potato but it was filled with butter and sour cream and these big pieces of steak that not that red meat is bad but you know the piece that had all the grazes and things in it of all the fat and gristle and you'd eat it all um your green beans weren't steamed they were covered in salt and butter and things like that but you were working so hard back then and you didn't think about what the long-term effects were for some of the foods that were eaten we might know about that now but not everybody really listens to it again because we're on the go so much you eat that highly processed which usually means high in many many uh not only different additives, but sodium and things like that. And a lot of times, a lot of fat. Um, And we're not moving as much. I mean, we're eating that in a car, right? Or we're eating that as we're sitting at our desk doing work um, or in front of the TV. So Mm -hmm. um, not good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I think there's a view on uh, nutrition in that uh, you know, it takes longer to make if you want these right. really healthy meals. No. It's more expensive. Right. Is it more expensive to, to buy healthy foods? Well, that part I would agree on, unfortunately, because to buy those fresh fruits and veggies and leaner meats, I think because the market knows that, and the whole grains, um, they know that people want to buy that kind of stuff. They're trying to be healthy. But when you're on a budget, um, it's not always in the cards. You can't. Um, it's not. It's much easier to buy the 99-cent loaf of bread that's full of fructose and sugars and no whole grains at all than it is. And I've been guilty of this because you look at that price and it's sticker shock. You're shocked by that sticker price. Mm-hmm. And then you go to, I want that whole grain one that's, you know, good and fiber and going to give me good vitamins. But... Four ninety nine or something crazy like that for a loaf of bread that's going to be gone in two days. Um, it's very difficult to make that decision. And then again, fruits and veggies and meats are so expensive. So yeah, unfortunately, those processed things that are quick and easy um, are cheaper. They just are able to mass produce that stuff and it's easier to buy because of that mm-hmm. price. <laughs> yeah. What kind of mm-hmm. tips do you have for someone who's looking to eat healthier? Say, mm-hmm. you know, this week I need to go grocery shopping. Um, but if they're on a budget, right. most of us are, mm-hmm. everybody is. Um, so you're not going to be able to afford the best meats, right. uh, the best vegetables. What, mm-hmm. what do you, what kind of tips do you suggest to balance that out? 
being able to, if you can, go to different stores. A lot of people do that. They'll get the circular ads, they'll or they'll go online and look at them if they don't get paper ones, and they'll go through and they'll say, okay, I can buy five cucumbers here that are it's only a dollar for five, and then you know, knowing how to to plan out your meals based on what you're able to get in bulk at a certain time. And many foods, like meats, obviously you can freeze. Many different fruits and veggies you can cut up and freeze, have them ready to go, easy to go. Like if you have time to portion things out, freeze it, have it ready to go, it's much quicker, right, to make a meal um, that's going to be healthy. When you have all of this stuff sitting in front of you, though, and it's only one or two of you maybe that are eating it, it's like, it's a daunting task, you're thinking this is going to take so long. I have to cut everything up and then I have to cook it all. And Mm -hmm. it's easier just to buy something already made, Mm -hmm. right? I know I've done it. (laughs) Um, But trying to take that time, whether it's one day a week, if you have that after you've done your grocery shopping, maybe make it a point, put everything out, you plan out your meals, you freeze what you can freeze so you can keep that stuff good and um, go from there. So yeah, really just kind of looking at prices and trying to buy in bulk or things when they're lower price, especially meats, um, Mm -hmm. is a good way to do it. (laughs) Yeah. And what kind of uh, sources of protein do you think are uh, affordable and healthy? Obviously, Um, what what are, in your opinion, what kind of proteins Mm -hmm. do you favor? Um, Um, That's really, I mean, personal preference and then of course going down to whatever you can afford but trying to get your lean meats your chicken your red meats are good too um your fish of course a lot of people don't eat meats or eat as much especially i've noticed a lot of seniors don't and they're very hard to eat when your teeth aren't good or um you're having issues with your jaw or your neck and swallowing um so even cutting up red meat or even some chickens that become almost rubbery is not easy. So legumes, you've got your beans, you have your peas, eggs. You can still get um, protein from dairy. So your fat-free, low-fat, milks, cheeses, things like that. Um, yeah, all of that. You can mm-hmm. even get proteins in different vegetables. Broccoli is very high in protein. So mm-hmm. it's not always just meats <laughs> yeah. that you have to eat. Um what what in your opinion say if you look at a week's worth of meals um high level how should someone who's really looking to live that active lifestyle stay active how should they plan out their week from a nutritional standpoint Mm -hmm. um you know should you do a certain meat on a certain day Mm -hmm. and then the next day you do like more of a salad what what would be a really good kind of a good schedule to follow for starters Mm. I'd say if you've done a very intense workout, um, especially with lifting weights, but any workouts that you're doing that, you know, are bringing the heart rate up, making your muscles work, making your body work, you need to refuel it. And that's the way we have to look at nutrition sometimes. Yes, it needs to taste good. Yes, it's fun, but it's to refuel our body and keeping it going in a healthy way. So you do a hard, good workout and you don't eat afterwards, um, or you don't eat the right foods, you eat a greasy burger or a bunch of, bunch of sugar, um, that has done nothing to help bring your energy levels up, to rebuild the muscles that you just tore down when you did your workout. So you need those good proteins. You need 
need, I'm going to stress that word, carbohydrates coming from whole grains if possible. But so many people, even seniors I've noticed, have cut out carbohydrates because it became, they became bad for a little while when that particular diet became a fad. Um, everyone stopped eating carbs. They became afraid of it. Um, you need them, otherwise your body is going to go for other things to try and get your energy. It uses the carbohydrates as energy. Otherwise, it's going to go and grab your proteins and try and use that as your energy, and it's not going to go into your muscle and replenish that. So now you've only had a protein and a vegetable or a fruit. Where's your carb? Where's your energy going to come from? Your body has to get it from somewhere. It's going to use a different source. Therefore, you're going to not gain effects from the other thing that you've eaten, basically. So remember... It's good to have good whole grain carbohydrates and proteins first and foremost after those hard workouts to replenish, rebuild, and keep it going and fuel it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's a good question. Um, You know, we talked about proteins. What are some good carbs? What are the good Mm -hmm. carbohydrates? Those whole grains. And everything almost comes in a whole grain variety, which is great. And I'm not saying everything has to be whole grain because I eat a ton of white jasmine rice, um, which is still good for you. Um, Potatoes are good. Having regular potatoes, sweet potatoes are wonderful. If you can get whole grain, though, your brown rices, your pastas, your quinoa, your um, couscous, things like that in the whole grain varieties, your breads, the ones that you choose to make your sandwich or to have as your side when you're having soup um, or your regular meal. That That was a big thing I remember back in the day. We always had bread with our big meals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, a slice of bread, a roll, something like that. So, But now trying to find whole grain varieties of that, which they do have. Yes, unfortunately, a lot of times they are a little bit more expensive, but you can find them on sale. Foods like that will stay in the pantry for two, three years. They have a long expiration date. So stock up when they're on sale and you know it's the ones that you really like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, um, as far as with carbs go, they've always had a bad reputation, right? Yeah, but it's not good <laughs> it's because not we good. need them for energy. <laughs> yeah. uh, let's talk about vitamins and supplements. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-494-8310. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-494-8310. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-494-8310. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. And things like that. Uh, what What do you see as the benefits of supplements or vitamins? Mm-hmm. Or should are they effective? Should we be taking them? Or, mm-hmm. you know, can we get our vitamins from natural places? <laughs> you know, yeah. fruits and vegetables. So, again, we're not... I'm not a doctor of medicine um, in any way, shape, or form. (laughs) 
Well, so what I say is more from what I've learned and personal opinion and research that I've done more so than anything. So getting that out there. Um, as far as vitamins and minerals and things like that are concerned, I think if you are eating a well-rounded, healthy diet, you shouldn't have to get them elsewhere. You shouldn't have to take supplements of different um, different vitamins, basically. Um, some bodies deplete it, get rid of it faster as we age, and some medications that you take deplete certain vitamins and almost block the body from allowing the small amount that we do get in our foods in. So you will, your doctor will say you need to take a supplement, a B12, a vitamin D, um, things like that. There are some um, instances where, yes, it is good. But again, if you're getting well-rounded and you're eating properly and you're eating enough, you should be getting enough. But, you know, a whole, um, what do they call, multivitamin uh, isn't a bad idea. It's not going to jack up the number of whatever it is that you're trying to get too much. But if you look at some of the bottles, I'm always amazed. You take one pill and it gives you 13,000% of your daily recommended dose. Your body can only do so much with with different vitamins and minerals that we take in. And then what does it do? You just you get rid of it. Your body flushes it out, mm -hmm. let's say, in a nice way. Um, it doesn't take all of that in. It can't absorb all of that. So I don't see necessarily the reasoning why we need to go over 100% with some of them. Mentally, a lot of people think, that's perfect. That's what I need. Um, but what I've read, it doesn't really do much for you after it reaches that 100%. Again, if you have medications that you take or you have a particular type of disease or thing that... Um, your body gets rid of certain vitamins, yes, you do have to supplement. And then that's, you know, fine. Again, multivitamin, perfectly okay, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, there's it's there's a lot of different ways you can approach that. And it really comes yeah. down to your personal, the way your body is and, and right. what is... And I, yeah, I'm guilty of in the wintertime, people around me start to get sniffles and sick. I start taking that vitamin C and, you know, get, trying to get extra in my body, hoping that will fight off something, even mm -hmm. though I should be getting it in all the foods that I'm eating. But so, yeah, we kind of play games with ourselves, too. Mm -hmm. yep. <laughs> all right. Well, we talked about the proteins. We talked mm -hmm. about the carbs. Uh, let's let's swing around and talk about some fruits and vegetables. Mm -hmm. uh, what do you think are some of the best fruits and vegetables mm -hmm. to get your, you know, maximize your nutrition? Mm -hmm. Well, with that, I would say um, eat what you like, but trying to get a variety. And I'm guilty of this. I have particular ones that I really like, so I and they're easy to prepare, so I eat those all the time. And then I forget that there's so many other really great ones out there. I get pigeonholed into this one thing, and I keep eating it over and over again. Again, it's good, but trying to have that variety those robust colors that you see, that's good. The more colorful they are, they say the more um, vitamin heavy and rich they are. So that's one way to look at it. A um, lot of controversy when people will say it's fresh versus frozen versus canned versus dried. All of it. You should consume all of it. Um, they do say certain ways that we cook our foods, get rid of vitamins, but that that vegetable is still going to retain the vitamins. It's not getting rid of all of them. 
Just don't put them in a bunch of butter and salt. Limit, limit salt. Find other herbs and spices that you can um, put on your foods. Um, but just trying to keep that variety. If you like broccoli, good, but try some zucchini and asparagus and cucumbers and tomatoes and eggplant and all mm -hmm. the yummy stuff out there. Some spinach instead of your normal iceberg lettuce that you make your salads with. Um, things like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what do you say to people who, you know, the, the common argument about eating healthy is that it just doesn't taste good. Right. You know, <laughs> and that's that's very common because people say, oh, I don't like eating salads. I don't want to eat right. a salad. Yeah, they think a salad good. is healthy where salads sometimes can be the worst, than, right. worst thing on the menu. When you look and you're at a fast food place and the salad has the most fat and calories. How yeah, about that? Exactly. <laughs> doesn't mean it's healthy. Yeah. So, you know, so what are your thoughts on that? I mean, <laughs> healthy food doesn't taste good. You're or, right. You know. you, that's why I said play around with those different herbs and spices. Um, that's, it doesn't just have to be steamed fish and steamed broccoli. Um, every night, like, and brown rice with nothing on it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You know, there's so many different flavor ways that you can go, depending on how you want to cook your food and try different um, parts of the country, basically, and make your food taste different. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, just playing around with the herbs and spices, knowing that fats are okay. We're also afraid of fats, along with carbohydrates. Um, fats are good for you. Your body needs fats to keep going, too. <laughs> healthy fats. So using those olive oils, avocado oils, things like that to saute your foods in gives it flavor and gives you the healthy fats that your body does need mm -hmm. to keep going. Um, your skin loves it too. So remember that <laughs> eating it makes your skin better too. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I think finding other ways to prepare your foods, not it doesn't have to be bland and boring. Some people, yes, you're restricted diet, I know. And the foods have to be slightly bland and boring, but there are so many herbs and spices and mixes that come that aren't salt-ridden. They have no salt versions of them mm -hmm. um, that you can make your food taste much better. It's not just blah because it's healthy. Yeah. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. and, and kind of to round this out, what, what, do you, what do you do for people who don't cook? You know, not everybody cooks. So right. what advice would you have for someone who wants to eat healthy, but they just don't cook, you know? If you're in a place where maybe you do get your meals either delivered or you go to the dining room all the time, look for those good, make good food selections, basically. Um, there are some that are going to be uh, those uh, creamy soups. Not a good, not a good one to pick that night. Um, more of a broth based. You're going to have those fattier foods and the way that they're prepared it's okay to ask when you're in a dining room or at a restaurant or maybe you have meal delivery how is this prepared and seeing the nutrition facts for everything um, again not being afraid of that number so much don't be afraid oh that fat number is really high why is it high though what's in what's in the meal that you're about to consume um, and just yeah trying to make the best selections when you go to places so, yes, fast food gets, you know, that bad reputation of nothing being healthy there, but there are many, many healthy choices in fast food restaurants now. Mm -hmm. So just doing research, looking into it, knowing what you're consuming, 
taking note of what you consume and how it makes you feel when you go through that. Even a food diary, if you're kind of new to this, is really important. I've done that in the past because I wanted to see what is making me feel off because there was something in my diet. And you might be able to figure it out just by changing things up and, and keeping track of how you feel after each meal, after each day, how your workout feels the next day, etc. Mm -hmm. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, great tips, great advice. Uh, hopefully, this is uh, something that is helpful to you out there. If you are curious about improving your nutrition, or just do you want to make better health choices when you eat? Uh, what are some tips? Thank you, Meredith, for providing some of those tips. And um, uh, as we wrap up here, just want to remind you to check out our website, www.seniorfitnesswithmeredith.com, where we have all of this information out there for you on the podcast. Uh, about nutrition, uh, our workouts, our exercises. We'd love to see you out there. We'd love to have you. So thank you again for joining us today, and uh, we will see you on the next episode. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Lori LeBay, and I wanted to tell you about Alzheimer's Speaks, which is another great podcast. You see, my own mother lived with dementia for 30 years, and I felt lost. Did you know every three seconds someone in the world is being diagnosed with dementia? Odds are it's going to hit your families too. We want to help you connect to services, products, tools, research, and stories so you can be prepared. Please subscribe to Alzheimer's Speaks on your favorite podcast platform.